Welcome back to the Dungeon Master's Block, the place where we come to talk about the Dungeon Master, the most important person in the game, the only person capable of playing God, killing characters, and lowering the egos of everyone else at the table. I'm one of your hosts, DM Neil, a.k.a. Jote Moniak. And I am DM Chris, a.k.a. DM Chris 1, because somebody on Twitter took the DM Chris. We've had this conversation before, Neil. We have. So... <laughs> Today, we're going to get weird. Um, if you, by chance, read the title of the episode, I think we're going to call it The Power of Weird. Mm. Um, and this came from Discord at one point when we kind of asked if there were ideas that people had. And it's a thing that, that's been brought up on other podcasts and other shows, certainly. So we thought we would take a stab at it as well. Yeah, so that's it. That's all I got. <laughs> so rather than talk about it anymore, let's head to the weird meat. I'm starving. We ain't had nothing but maggoty bread for three stinking days. Why can't we have some meats? Looks like meat back on the menu, boys. So, my question, because I, I feel like it, it goes into the episode and it can be a surprise question, is what is the weirdest campaign that you've been a part of? weirdest campaign that I, like the entire campaign that i've been a part of or even like a one shot or anything like that Ooh, the weirdest one that i've the weirdest uh one shot that i did was it was kind of like a it was like a it was like a dark souls dungeon it was it was like dark souls meets mario kart where like you had three lives you know like the old balloons that you had above you oh yeah yeah. you had like three lives and when you would die you would go down to two and then you go down to one, and then you go down to zero. And whoever had the most left won the dungeon if you made it all the way through. And then those characters came back as recurring evil characters in the campaign that we played in later. Oh, okay. Which that was super fun. It was weird. There was like, it was a dungeon that made no sense. Like it gave you the ability to like walk from one room where it's like filled with lava to the next one. You're left on the top of a mountain. You know, like it was just super weird. And you got to fight weird things that you didn't normally get to fight. It didn't make any sense. Like it, it shouldn't make sense, you know? And but it was it's still just like, a good time. It was a great time. It was a great time. Okay. I won. My guy won. <laughs> and, I, and now we know why you had a good time. Okay. Now I know I had a good time. Yes. What about you? What was what was your weirdest thing that you remember? Well, I think the one that stands out, and it is one that like often leans towards weird, is Descent into Midnight. Um, because the, it's a completely aquatic world. No human has ever touched it. Um, so like your, your concept of reality kind of gets turned on its head just even in character creation. But one of the ones that I did, and I, and I say it here because it ends up being pseudo D and D is that I ended up making my character be the equivalent of like a colored gelatinous cube. Nice. And and through play, we figured out that there were like other gelatinous cubes of other colors that eventually led to this like formation that felt very Power Rangers-esque um, to like defeat the final um, boss. So that was definitely the one. Because I've played other games of Descent into Midnight that like lean don't lean that heavy into the weird as as hard as that is to say because again things are so existential but like they kind of flow a different way but that mm -hmm. was the weirdest one by far what i got from that neil is someday i want to play power ranger gelatin's cubes that, that's what i got <laughs> yes soul that's awesome that's awesome 
that leads us straight into the topic at hand, because like I said, um, I had thrown a bunch of ideas at Chris. He selected the power of weird. And so I guess my my question to you, which is always a fun, like pseudo insider baseball question is like, why did that one stand out from the list that I had sent? Uh, because, and part of this will be a, 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 a part of the pros and cons. I think weird is just so memorable. Like those, mo- like, if, like, if you have something trippy that happens in a campaign, like I, I love critical role to this day, they never really explained it, but like in campaign two, they came across that massive lava flow area. Right. Do you remember this? Okay. Yeah. 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 And like snow would fall on it or like ice would fall on it and it would melt, you know? super weird for whatever reason i don't know why that was like one of the most memorable things from the entire campaign and there was so many things that happened in that campaign but that for yeah. whatever reason is weird to me and it's sticky and it sticks in my mind and i think yeah. that's what weird does right like those are the those are the moments i think that stick the most in players minds from a campaign is just the weird things that one you either planned or two you came up with on the spot and players just for whatever reason remember that so i think that's why that stuck out to me i just have so many good memories of that sort of stuff yeah and and there are certainly elements that like you you want touchstones of reality for your game but the concept that like everything fits into reality if you will or physics or any of the rules that we have in our own world is somewhat nonsensical because you have these alien type races you have these magic you have all these things so like the ability for every game that you play to get weird is always there like why would you not is my other is my other thought well and neil honestly when i think about npcs that i've created it's like the ones that have like the crazy fleshed out backstories super serious like plot point people and then it's like you know like i have a i have a thief that shows up in the campaign right now he's part of the talent which is like this underground like thief thievery guild thing and his name was originally he's a kenku his nick his name was tink tink because he would make tink 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 like imitating yeah yeah but they called him oh gosh what did they no 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 his name was going to be hammer clank is what his name was going to be. But he made that sound to like imitate like what it was going oh, to be. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. They all called him tink tink is what they called him. So it just stuck, you know, like that's what we went with. And now it's somebody that like people remember, you know, we had a, uh, somebody drank, I created these like wild sorceress shots that people could take in a bar and like weird things would happen from the wild surge table. Right. Super weird because a unicorn named Virgil showed up and has followed them around invisibly for like 15 sessions now, you know, like weird random stuff is so memorable for players. Like it just, it's yeah. That, that's why I love weird things. Weird things are yeah. super memorable. Well, and I think one of the, I mean, cause there's certainly two ways and you've presented them both and the idea that like you've set them up to be that way. Cause one of the ideas that was on the discord was the idea of massive trolls writing, Capolebas using ray guns. Like, okay, I got a lot of things that I need to figure out and I need to explain. And, or is it just this one random thing that happens? Um, but, but that's the other version. And I think that's why they stick out so well is that there's, it's so genuine when, you know, me as the DM has, is forced to create a weird moment. Mm-hmm. And I think that's why it lands so well is because it's just my genuine thought presented based on the genuine thought of my players. And so there's nothing 
outside of the fact that it's like, no, this is all me. This is 100% me because I had no chance to like be influenced by anything else, any external factors other than you, my players. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I, I think, and it's weird how like, yeah, you can take a comment that's made, whether somebody misunderstood something or whatever it was, and you can just like roll with it, right? And that creates its own weird moment in and of itself or somebody decides the the best i mean honestly the times when things get the weirdest is like when a player is feeling real weird walking into a night and their character starts doing things that are like out of character for what they would normally do like sometimes the best characters are the loose cannons where it's like they're just going to do weird stuff and it just makes things get weird the entire session you know yeah i think i think the one of the the biggest reasons that I love being weird in campaigns is number one, I think it makes it memorable. I think above all else, like those are the moments that people remember the most. I think, I think for me too, Neil, like most of the time when the weird things happen, it's when everyone has to do a little bit of improv and everybody's having fun. And like, you can try and do improv in serious moments, but it never really works for my players. But the times when it, I mean, it does, it does work, but the times when it works the most is when it's just like silly and goofy and dumb and weird. And like, everybody's just rolling with the punches. And I think it does in a way, it does really promote people to get into character a lot when you have weird things that happen at the table. Well, I think about that, the meme where, I mean, we've all seen it where it's like, oh, how every campaign starts and it shows like that classic fellowship all together and then how every campaign ends and it shows like the guys from Monty Python. I mean, I think it's like you said, like the ability to be weird, especially when everyone is just playing off of each other is 10 times easier than trying to be serious because it's hard to stay in those moments improving something that's super serious or emotional rather than just super hilarious. Well, cause most times people don't know how to improv motions, like emotions, like emotions come out in serious moments that we have. And unless you've gone to like acting school or something, it's hard to get into that frame of mind, especially in a character that's like not yourself to role play that sort of thing. But usually a lot of times goofiness just comes out because we're already being silly. We're already being funny. Like we're having these moments where it's like, yeah, it's just easy to, easy to roll with that sort of stuff and implement it into the game. Yeah. And then you're, you're fueled on Mountain Dew and Cheetos or alcohol or not enough sleep or (laughs) yeah, a wonderful combo. Well, I I think I'm trying to think of some of the other ideas that I I had seen because I started looking around. Um, And I think it's really the other pro is like subverting those expectations. And I think that that's also why it's memorable because if you talk about a, a monster, that does the same thing every time your players have been playing for decades. So that shows up, they know exactly what is air quote supposed to happen. And then you choose to use again, that, that power of weird to make it something that they never expected. Cause I think, you know, we talked about the two things that just came to mind is the idea of like, we talked about gelatinous cubes, and we talked about trolls, the idea of like, what if it's something that shows up that's akin to goblins but then they all morph together into this giant troll thing. Uh, just again, just making it super weird, um, especially if they're like stealing random things from your players while they're forming together. There's nothing that I fear more now than a. You're like on the Power Rangers trip right now of like mighty yes. morphin goblin people. Yes, like they're. <laughs> 
it's it's a wonderful idea. They all have a what? No, it's only the one that has the flute where he's playing a flute that is a dagger through a helmet. None of it works, but it's Power Rangers. Yeah, I think too. For me, I think weirdness. The weirder the situation, the more creative players get to. It kind of goes along the lines of improv, but like if it's a weird situation that they found themselves in, you know, it could be like, Hey, we had this plan. And, and this is, this is classic D and D, right? Where you have a plan to go in and do a thing. And then somebody royally messes it up because of a role. Right. And you try to break down a door and it doesn't work. And then the alarm spell goes off or whatever it is. And then you get captured. And now you're stuck in a, you're stuck in a jail cell. It's like, well, this is weird. It's not super, like, it's not super weird, but that's not how it was supposed to go. And then players have to get super creative to get out of it, right? Like, imagine, like, you know, like, oh, man, we're promised that behind this door, there's going to be all these great, you know, riches and wealth. And it's like, yeah, but before you do that, you have to face this massive goblin horde that now changes into a mighty Morphin Power Ranger goblin horde. Yes. Can't say anybody in adventuring school was ever taught that, right? So how do you combat this thing, right? How How do you fight against this thing that doesn't seem to, you know... You kill one goblin, but another goblin replaces itself, you know, and keeps going. Like, it's just people have to be creative when those sorts of situations, the weird things happen that you weren't expecting to try and solve whatever the case would be. I mean, those little twists even in there, like, right, it doesn't have to be like goofy weird. It could just be like, hey, we thought there was this plan that was going to happen and we were expecting it to go this way. And this one little thing threw it off. And now what do we do? That was weird. That was or that was out of the ordinary, you know? Yeah. Or it could be like, hey, all of a sudden we're out at the sea and we're supposed to be diving this underwater sunken ship. And now there's like uh Sharknado or whatever comes along as awful as yes. <laughs> well, I also think about like, or you take like a, a simple spell and like, you know, if you, you change it so that it's permanent, you know, use permanency on it. The one that came to mind was reduce and large. So you have mm. the entire party, they stumble into a trap and it goes either direction. I would certainly choose that. I mean, most likely I would choose all of them to go one direction or the other. Um, I guess it would be very funny, but you'd certainly have a split party if some of them go reduce some of them go enlarge um but the idea i think the classic one is certainly the trope of like everyone's like you know honey i shrunk the kids and Mm -hmm. they have to go through that Mm -hmm. adventure on that scale but i think one of the ones that would be weird and then have them force them um is what if they were all the size of giants and now they have to navigate the world with this increased size whereas normally they wouldn't I love that idea of it makes me think of what was the the books back in the day that were of the people that lived like in the walls of people's houses that were like three or four inches tall. Do you remember what books I'm talking about, Neil? I don't know the name though. Um, I think you know what I'm talking about, but like I've always yeah. imagined like that would be super cool to like make here's this here's this massive like stone wall and you just see like a little door and next to it are three potions of shrinking you know where you all of a sudden have to go in there and that's the dungeon for three of the people while the rest of the three of the people the other three people like you can't get out of this dungeon unless you send people in to this little teeny tiny place and then you're fighting like anything that's small a mouse a rat now becomes a terrifying creature to somebody that's small right like you take these normal non-scary things that you can now make extremely terrifying just because your size is different now yeah. You know, 
and you can scale creatures up super easily. Like you don't have to make your players change all these stats, but you can scale up these creatures to now be terrifying for people, you know, in ways that they weren't beforehand. Yeah. Or like you said, the opposite where everyone's terrified now because you're huge. And how do you deal with it? Like even just your day-to-day tasks just became super difficult. Well, straight up Gulliver's Travels, right? Like you're now the massive person that like (laughs) everyone's terrified of and trying to kill. Like you are abnormal. That's weird. Or you have like people that have to be, again, thinking of thinking of uh, critical role because I think they do a fantastic job and it's mostly known by a ton of people. Like there was an episode where they transformed into bats to try and get closer to a space. And one person could was a druid and could easily do it. The other person polymorphed and had an intelligence of one, but didn't think about that beforehand. And so they ended up chewing on curtains nice. the entire time, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like just super dumb, super dumb stuff yeah. that all of a sudden makes for really fun role-playing moments um and then they practice they promised them all bread and they just went off on getting you know it's weird things like that that are super fun (laughs) yeah so i know we've talked about a lot of the the pros but there are certainly a a set of cons that come with the idea of getting getting weird with the campaign the one shot whatever aspect Uh, so what is the first one that comes to mind for you the first one that comes to mind for me is poorly timed weird can derail a story i think the thing that marvel stuff does really well is they know when to put the weird in because they've done this time and time again but there are moments where it's like you enter in a pc that's weird and it's like now that wasn't time for that that was that was not the right moment for you to have a weird character show up you know when you're in like the climax of the story or whatever and i think it can go poorly if it's not done at the right time in a campaign and I think the, the it's similar. The first one that came to my mind was the like a spiral of, mm. you know, you've introduced it and then, you know, everyone's kind of playing off of each other and then it just like spirals out of hand. I mean, because there is there needs to be some limit or else, um, again, your your players aren't going to potentially aren't going to enjoy the experience when it just spirals too far out, then how do you either rein it back in and does that feel inappropriate or do you, now you just have this absolutely bonkers thing and you're just like, ah, forget it. I know how to solve this problem. Deck of many things. Right. Um, Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hard, hard reset uh, or just hard explosion. Um, But yeah, I, I think it's really mindful of either taking a break when you need to, if you can see it start to spiral or just, yeah, being super mindful of the, making sure that everyone even in that spiral is still having a good time. I think, I think too, everybody wants an explanation for the weird at the same time, like watching the show lost back in the day when the polar bears showed up, it was like, mm-hmm. what, like, why are there polar bears on this tropical? That doesn't make sense at all. That's weird. I'm intrigued by that. Yeah. But if I don't get an explanation to that, that's not going to make sense. You know? So if you have too many weird things without explanations for it, I think that can be like a, are we telling a story here or are we just doing a lot of interesting encounters that are weird and bizarre, you know? Yeah. So I think there's that element too of too much without explanation can be a detriment as well. And it can break apart cohesion and so on and so forth. Yeah. And I think of the knowing the table well enough to know if anyone would not appreciate um, like that divergence. If you haven't started out weird, but you want to add a weird element that not everyone may like it. And again, that's okay too, because especially if it's something that you're adding for a session or an arc, but that you're not permanently changing the game because I can think of, well, I guess I'll bring that up. Uh, and I think I've brought it up before. This is not a positive version of, of it getting weird, but like we were playing a game 
And we're all really invested in our characters. I really enjoyed mine. Everyone enjoyed theirs. And then we were traveling across like a field. And this dragon shows up and chases us. I'm still fully on board. Then we go like through this portal. And then we go through another portal. And we're just in modern day. Welcome. And like we're in like a back alley, full-blown modern day setting. Reverse welcome to the Magic Tavern. Yeah, I like find a modern gun or like a gun. We've lost all our stuff. It was weird, but not good. Yeah. Well, and I think too, like there's the element of, you know, you see comedians get in trouble for this all the time. I mean, at times, weird things, or especially when you enter into the realm of comedy, can cross lines that players might not be comfortable with, you know, like an offhanded comment or something yeah. like that in those spaces. Like those things can happen. And, not because we're ill-intentioned or whatever. We just get in a really weird, slap-happy, bizarre sort of mood. You know, the walls start coming down. The filter starts coming off. And uh, sometimes it can lead to a comment being made or something like that that could potentially lead to hurt feelings or um, situations that people didn't want to find their characters in. You know, it's probably on the extreme. I don't think that happens often, but I think it is a possibility um, that happens the minute you start getting super slap happy with friends and, you know, have those moments that, that come out. Yep. Yep. And again, yeah, it's that spiral and really watching, you know, the players faces for that level of enjoyment to see whether or not um, it's like you said, it's gone too far. Right. But yeah, like being mindful uh, of those things and, and also kind of keeping it in your mind, how to either walk it back or walk away. Right. Um, because right. again, if it's not, if it's not what everyone has signed up for, then it needs to be something that you could reverse and change. Right. Yep. I think that's I think that's super important to be able to say. I think there's no shame in I think it actually promotes a healthier table experience for people if you're willing to have that conversation to walk things back and not just plow through things and say, all right, that's not canon and this is what happens and without just saying like, okay, you all wake up the next day and that was all just a dream. You know, like it's the easy cop out for weird things that happen uh, that didn't quite go the way you wanted to. But, you know. Okay. What are some other weird ideas that we can come up with? Because that's, that's the next fun thing for this whole conversation. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, I, you could think of like, I think of like you're in a tavern and somebody, there's a town mischief or whatever. You know, you could be really low level or whatever. A town wizard who's a mischief just loves playing tricks on people who somebody wakes up and eats their morning eggs and it's laced with polymorph potion that changes everybody into chickens for the next eight hours. And there's nothing you can do about it. You know, what, what are your characters experiencing? Like what, what is the situation now that we found ourselves in? Yeah. I think that's the, I mean, y'all don't want to pull too much agency away, but at the same time, I think that's very funny to have that happen. Then what does that person who is not, turned into a chicken do for the next eight hours because they basically have free reign because what is anyone else going to do? Yeah. You have, you have two of your four people that are now turned into chickens. What do the other two people do for that time? They just like carrying a chicken around, like going through a dungeon with a chicken. Like, what are you doing? Like, especially if you have, like, I mean, you could obviously say like, okay, here, you know, we wait eight hours for polymorph morph to wear off or whatever, you know, whatever the spell yep. length is, but it's like, no, we had, we had a meeting this morning with the town mayor, <laughs> you know, like, and now we're walking in with two chickens, you know, like yeah. explain that situation to somebody, or you create a situation where like you run into somebody important who has a, has a dire situation that they need taken care of. And it's like, well, we kind of have to go now, 
and now we're stuck with two chickens, you know, like, I mean, they take damage, they'll come out of it, you know, but at the same time, it's like, well, what do we do with these now chicken people that we have? Yeah. Well, and I also think about like setting up, like, you know, we've, we've mentioned the term Power Rangers several times, but like, if that's what you're trying to set up or setting up where, you know, you have one of your, this is another one I saw online where like basically the character hit was like, clad in all this razor sharp armor and they're going through and they end up in the <clears> sewers <throat> and they end up in front of this were rat with four turtles who are all monks and they figure out like oh no i'm the bad guy i'm shredder this is awful <laughs> um <laughs> and just like yeah to having those like either real world touchstone points or just turning things completely on their head um and just making just, like you said just going with it and seeing what your players are bringing to the table what you're trying to play off of them and just get like you said super weird yeah, one of my favorite ideas, and I might bring this back every so often, of like wild magic stuff is so fun to play with. We did it twice. One time it was really funny. One time it went extremely poorly. And we used the wild magic table from the DMG or from the from the player's handbook. So the first time they were in there and like somebody like, I, I forget if it was they like sneezed or coughed or whatever, but they had all these gems that like fell out all over the table in front of them. It was like, oh, that's sweet, you know? And then you the player drank it and nothing happened. They just were like, what the heck happened? You know? And that was when Virgil, the unicorns like showed up yes. um, a couple seconds later and just like invisibly just boof, on top of the table and starts talking to everybody. And now is following our group around. Right. Well, the next time they saved, they pocketed one of them for one of the people that wasn't there or no, they, she pocketed one. Cause she was with a bunch of the students from the wild, from the uh, magic college that was there. Okay. And she pocketed it and brought it back. And they were inside of like the walls of the big city, like in like one of the bougiest places in town, because the king had put them up there. They were on assignment for him. And she pulled it out and was like, Hey, to our to our sorcerer, you wanna try it? You wanna try this thing? And he tried it and no joke, wave of necrotic damage goes throughout the entire bar oh, no. and kills like eight people. <laughs> and then they were banned from being inside the city like forever even though everybody was able to like yeah. be revived because of healers that were in the i mean it was just they like stabilized everybody but it was, just, it was like Ugh. it was wild but wild magic does that it's super fun and it is a super weird like you could come up to somebody and say like hey here's a wild magic shot for 10 bucks or for 10 gold you know do you take it do you not take it like what happens you know well yeah i think about like going back to critical role when grog was going around with the deck of many things <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Ra randos pull cards from it yeah that was the other one i thought of yeah but, but yeah i mean there's a there's a lot of different versions because i think of like a group that i had where everyone ended up being some sort of like animal type race with, with for for the characters so then they ended up calling themselves the zoo but it just kind of set a different tone like it was kind of weird to have that many not you know if you think you're your traditional human dwarf elf halfling kind of combination but like none of that was even remotely near yeah. the composition of the group at hand and so the things that you can do from that point because you're involving all of these other like random races and what they can do like it just it just got weird yeah i mean i think weird things that you can do is I, I've always loved like throwing in random dragons that are changed into humans for the time being and players never knowing that that's a thing, but they gradually like learn as they go on. Like, Oh, I was talking to a, a gold dragon. Like that's super weird. Why would they be talking to us? 
you know, like those sorts of things, like keeping really important people hidden for a while from your players um, and having like a big reveal, I think is always fun uh, for players to do. Yeah. That that's always fun for me to do those sorts of things too. I was also trying to think of since we're, we're getting kind of close, what could we say is homework for people to go check out? I know the number one thing that came to my mind because it is super weird. I'm not saying it's great. It, but again, oftentimes that we suggest things that people should go watch or read it, it is, it's good for inspiration. It's definitely not winning any awards. But the first movie that comes to mind is Sucker Punch. Because that's <laughs> yeah. super weird. Great for, in, like, visually great. Good inspiration for a weird campaign. But that's kind of the end of that story. Yeah, I, there's a couple episodes of the show What If that came out for Disney Plus, like mm-hmm. the alternative marvel universes like i think of the doctor strange episode i think of the what was the one with the zombie where they went to like the world where all the zombies had taken over like there's weird things like that that i think you could go and look at and pull elements from that of like what would it look like to have different dimensions open up around you like I think read some of the books on like the Feywild stuff and maybe take like a creature that got out of the Feywild and their characteristics and read up on some of that stuff of what that would look like and what that would feel like. I think that would be really interesting for people to go and do because I think there's a lot of elements from the Feywild that can just cause all sorts of mischief for people in a, in a normal D&D campaign that kind of would make sense at any point that the Feywild, because they're so close plane wise, that it would make sense that there'd be some overlap there every so often. Because I just got the book from their Kickstarter. The Skull Kickers is another really good one. Because I mm-hmm. thought of, like, you started talking about the tavern. One of the things that is in there is, like, as the series kind of ties itself up, is, like, this basic, basically, like, an interdimensional version of the tavern, where it's the same tavern that exists on all these other planes of reality. And then everyone that goes there is going into the same tavern. So mm-hmm. then, like, yeah. you have all this cross of, like, basically this different versions of the same characters showing up um, throughout throughout that tavern. It's like the Pokey, uh, the Pokey Centers from the old Pokemon games where they oh, all yeah. have the same, like, people. The same <laughs> five Nurse people. Judy. I'm Nurse Judy. I'm yep. Nurse Judy. And Brock thinks they're all, like, the same people, but they're not. They just all have the same name. <laughs> it's like the running weird gag throughout all of Pokemon. Yep. That, um, yeah. Trying to think of trying to think of what was the what was the other one? Trying to think of a book series. I mean, there's so many book series that you could pick up that are different enough that I think it would really be able to spur on that inspiration to make something again different enough at your table. Because that's the thing is if it's if it's close, then like does it fall into the category? Probably not. Like you need to stretch those those mental muscles and try and really turn everything a different direction. I think of the movie, movie in the book too. I've never read the book, but the movie Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Just like weird stuff in there. Like you could pull ideas from that all the time. The five book trilogy. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I've never read it. So yeah. I, don't, I don't know if it's a good read or not. But, you know, I just remember watching that movie. And it's been a long time since I watched that movie. But just the weird things that they would run up against. Mm-hmm. Like, what was it? The things that would like slap them in the face if they said a specific word or something like that? Oh, is yeah. That, yeah. That movie? Yep. <laughs> Well, then I would think um, the other one is, um, you know, we re- mentioned it in the very beginning, and it's definitely not for everyone, but um, like watching the Monty Python stuff and the search for the yes. Holy Grail. Yeah. I mean, that'll yeah. definitely get super weird um, very fast, but that's another d- very different approach to a campaign. 
Um, and hopefully your players haven't seen it too much or else you can't really use, <laughs> can't really use any of it. Uh, you'd have to change it. Yeah. Uh, galaxy quest is another one. I'm just thinking of like weird sci-fi movies of like, um, strange places that they end up going up to. And I think in that movie too, like the, we, I remember the part with like, Oh, they're so cute. They're helping out their little friend. And then they just like devour oh, yeah. him. Yep. Right. Like those simple little twists on like, if you can take something that's expected to happen. And then something different happens, even though it's the same situation, like that's weird. And that's great. Like just changing normal situations into something that's slightly different than what you expected. I always think of that moment for something like that. So if you wanted to tell us all about the weird campaigns that you've started, you can definitely email us at dungeonmasterblock at gmail.com. And of course, if you like this episode or any of the other ones, you can head over to Apple Podcasts or your podcatcher of choice. Leave us a rating and review because word on the street is that helps more people find us. I don't know. Allegedly. It, yeah. yeah. I have no idea how algorithms yeah. work, but that's what everyone says. So we'll go with that. Uh, if you want to follow us on Twitter, you can follow us at DMS underscore block. That's at DMS block. You can like us on Facebook as well. All of those things allegedly as well help us be followed by more people to get information uh, out there to everyone. And of course, the Dungeon Masters Block is a proud member of the Block Party Podcast Network, where you can check out other shows like Detentions and Dragons, Dungeons and Dragons and Daughters, DMnastics, and more. Yes, and thank you once again, fellow listener, fellow blockhead, for listening to the Dungeon Master's Block, the place where we come to talk about the Dungeon Master, the most important person in the game, the only person capable of playing God, killing characters, and lowering the egos of all the people. The people? That was weird. The people at the table. The people at the table. At the table. That's a great way to end. That was weird. (laughs) Perfect. Have a good day, everyone. No, you say... Well, you say good night, right? And I, I know, say, I'm just testing you. It's weird. It's weird. Have keep, a good night, everyone. Keep on dungeon mastering. Take that. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> Perfect. Got it. Goodbye.